Welcome back to another podcast episode. This is a little bit different. It's called Business Breakfast and Bedhead. I actually do these live calls on Instagram weekday mornings at 8 a.m.-ish. That's 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. So if you're Pacific, 7 a.m. If you're Eastern, 10 a.m., I would love for you to come live and hang out with me at them. But, you know, it's always 8 a.m.-ish because, you know, your girl's got to sleep sometimes. And I was getting so much feedback from everyone that they loved it, but sometimes they missed it and it'd be nice to listen to it that, I mean, why don't I put it here on the podcast? So if you don't already follow me over on Instagram at Don Bradley Hair, D-A-W-N-B-R-A-D-L-E-Y-H-A-I-R, should have made a song about that, go follow me there because then you can take part in these live calls and actually correspond, correspond, like it's like writing a letter old fashioned, you can actually chat with me there and be live on these. But if you can't make them, no sweat. Now they're going to be here. So welcome to Business Breakfast and Bedhead. Buckle up, friend, and let's dive in. Good morning. It's time for Business Breakfast and Bedhead. And I'm Don Bradley. I'm so excited to be going live with you this morning because I have a couple things. If you don't know, I'm just going to post this right here so that you can see it. If you don't know, I go live weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, 8 a.m. ish, because, you know, I kind of sleep in sometimes. But I'm really excited to share with you guys some really fun things this morning. I mean, yesterday, if you missed yesterday's live, oh my gosh, it was fire. You can go back and watch it. My bedhead is rocking this morning. Hello, 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 you guys. Good morning. It's so good to see you here. I'm really excited because I want you to win one of my Don Bradley hoodies that have their tie-dye, they're custom made, and it says, I'm a big deal and I can do hard things. Mine is super dirty. Plus the notebooks, I don't have them right beside me. And all my stickers, I have the Nacho Average Business Owner, uh, Big Deal Doing Hard Things, and the Will Work for Nugs. So all you gotta do to enter to win, win that is take three minutes and fill out this survey at dombradley.com slash help me. So, so, so excited. So first things first, I wanna let you guys know that this is a judgment-free zone where I come live and I want us to be able to come here and enter into this room real, raw, honest, and vulnerable. That's the most important for me. And so as you join in, as you come in here, can you leave your name and where you're tuning in from? Because I don't wanna be just someone talking at a screen or talking on a screen at you. Good morning. Hi, Cassandra. Hello, hello. I can't even keep up with it. So the next thing I want to do is because I we I work really hard to keep this a judgment-free zone. Can you guys not hear me anymore? Oh no, this keeps happening. Can anyone else hear me? Can you guys hear me? Hi, good morning from Colorado. Hi, Cassandra. Can anyone else let me know? Cheyenne from Meridian, Ohio. I hope you guys can hear me. I'll wait to see if anyone else says you're back. Okay, good. So judgment-free zone where we can show up real raw, honest, and vulnerable because if we don't feel safe, we don't learn, we don't grow. And so, okay, perfect. You guys can hear me. They're like, they're always like a bit lagged. And so the next thing I'm going to ask is that every, if you guys can commit to that inner mean girl, kick her to the curb and show up for yourself judgment-free, which means putting, not putting too high of expectations on yourself, but also having kindness, compassion, empathy for the fellow people in this room, knowing that we're all in different parts of our journey and what you might be scared to share, someone else might be able to help you with. So if you can commit to this being a judgment-free zone and put yes in the comments, you're showing everyone else in this room that you're a safe person to be around. And you're also speaking out loud to yourself that you are a safe person and you're going to kick that inner mean girl to the curb because she's a freaking bitch. 
right? And so just put yes in the comments and then we'll dive into this morning's business breakfast in Bedhead. Yes, Cassandra says, I love it. Hi, Jay. Okay, I'm so stoked. Yes, Cheyenne, I love it. Living well, Michelle says, yes, so good. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so like I said, I want you guys, my the thing that I ask, Invisible Canada, yes, I love it. So like I said, I'm giving away, I think I'm announcing it Friday, who wins the hoodie, the notebooks. I have custom hoodies getting made. They are made by a stay-at-home mom in Alberta, which is really awesome. So if you've ordered one already, they are coming. She's hoping to have them to me by December 1st. But if you want to enter to win one of these hoodies, the notebooks and the stickers, let me see if I can find them right now. All you have to do is take three minutes and fill out that survey for me. I'm just doing some market research so that I can give you guys the best of the best next year. Okay, these are the, no <laughs> these are the notebooks and they've got like a really nice quote on the inside. Hold on, I can't do this one-handed. <coughs> like choking on my saliva now. And you will get, doesn't this like the greatest angle? Let me just get some stickers out of here. My custom made big deal stickers. So all you gotta do, so this says Nacho Average Business Owner. <coughs> Excuse me, they're scratch resistant, water resistant, will work for nugs, and big deal doing hard things. I love it, they're so fun. So all you gotta do is go to dombrelly.com slash help me, fill it out, you're interested to win. Okay. Oh, burpee. Gross. <laughs> What's going on with my body this morning? Actually, I woke up at 5 a.m. Who the heck am I? Got up, cleaned my office. If you got like that used to be like a disaster zone. I'm feeling on fire. So, OK, cool. Let's get into things. So you guys know, fill out, fill out that you're entered to win. Have you been to business breakfast in bedhead before? Put yes in the comments. If you're brand new here, welcome. Say put new. I just want to know who's been here before and who's new. If you're an alumni to one of my programs, put alumni, because um, that way we can connect, because that's like the biggest, most important thing for me in this right now is that I want to make sure you guys feel welcome and wanted here and that we can all connect together. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. New. Hi, Caitlin. So glad that you're here. Morning. I'm a regular and an alumni. I love it. So you guys know that we keep things like I go off on tangents and we talk a lot about a lot of different things here, but I love these. And actually, I'm going to be putting the recordings of these on my podcast so that if you miss a morning, I go live every weekday morning. I try to at least, and then there's sometimes I take breaks. I mean, my lung collapsed this year. It was a whole blah. But I want to talk about the nitty gritty. And so in that survey, I ask you guys, like, what's your biggest frustration? And so far, the responses that morning, yeah, uh, so far the responses are like, people are really frustrated with building clientele. And I'm curious, I want to ask you guys right now, like, what is your biggest frustration with clients or with your business? Either one, because then we can dive into talking about something. Cause like I said, I don't want to be talking at you on the screen. I want to talk with you and I want to give you stuff that's going to help you. And I really make these lives interactive. So go ahead. And if you have a question, there is a, oh yeah, clients showing up late. There's a question box down here. You can tap the question mark, put your question in there. That helps me because ADHD brain, I like go off on tangents, which is always like really good and magical, but at the same time, sometimes I forget the question. So one of the biggest things Jess says is clients showing up late. Yes. Okay. I'm so glad that you said this because I have a whole system 
to help prevent that. And actually, I remember being so frustrated with clients showing up late and feeling like they were being disrespectful. And I was like, come on, like I'm a business. And then I kind of get like snippy or snarky and I get passive aggressive. And the reality is, is that if clients are continuing to show up late now, Jess, I'm if you're new here, I'm really sorry because sometimes I do a little bit of tough love with Dawn, but know that it comes from a place of compassion is that generally any frustration we have in our business, we haven't communicated well enough. Mm, I know, I know, I know, I know. Now I'm not saying that across the board that that's hundred percent of the time. Sometimes we've communicated really well and then it's just like a disrespect or we haven't had good boundaries and then we try to implement boundaries, but like trying to implement new boundaries with old people is really freaking hard work. And so getting people, getting clients from showing up late to getting them to showing up on time is really hard because a lot of times we don't know how to communicate well why we need them to show up on time. And so we kind of like let it go and we don't say anything and then they kind of get in the habit and then we're building up this. I mean, I'm only talking from my personal experience, so chime in if if your experience is different. But then this like resentment builds up and then they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry I'm late again. And you're like, oh, it's okay, it's fine. And then you're like behind their back. And then they come in late again and we maybe make like a little bit of a passive aggressive like, hey, oh, I didn't know if you're going to come because you're late again. And we're like hoping they pick up like what we're trying to put down and like like read between the lines because we're terrified of being honest with them because we're scared that if we're honest, we'll piss them off or we'll hurt their feelings or we'll lose them or it'll be like some sort of conflict or confrontation. Am I right or am I right? And so we try to dance around it, hoping they'll pick up on it. But this like internal frustration and annoyance builds up and we're like, what the freak? And so what we need to do, learn to do is have compassionate conversations Meaning having your clients understand why they need to show up on time and why running late actually hurts their service and hurts your business and ultimately will affect how you can show up for them later. And so what I always say is do everything with kindness, compassion, and empathy, showing you're not doing something to them or at them, but you're doing it for them. So for example is, and Jess, I'm going to use this is for example, is like, Hey Susan, I've noticed that you've been late the last three appointments and I totally get that life happens and things come up. So know that I just want to share with you a little bit about how this affects my ability to do your hair because I want you and I'm using, I don't know Jess if you're a hairstylist, but I'm going to use that because that's from my perspective. Um, because I want you to have the best hair and it really matters to me that you have the best possible hair and for me to do my job well, I need to be able to have that full time. And so I understand that things come up and I appreciate you always letting me know and I appreciate you being apologetic, but I'm going to let you know that moving forward, I do need you to show up on time or give me some notice. And if this becomes habitual, then I'm going to have to book extra time and possibly increase your charge. I mean, you don't necessarily have to put that depending on like your relationship with the client. Sometimes just having that conversation. So, you know what, it pushes me late for the next person. And, you know, one time here and there, I totally get that happens, but it seems to develop into a pattern now. And so I just want to make sure that you understand because it's really important for me to give you good, consistent service and then to give my other clients good, consistent service. And I get it. I've run late before too. So no, I'm not asking for perfection. I'm just asking for consideration. And how does that feel for you guys? Like that way it like leans into showing like you're not perfect either. Like we run late sometimes and I always get the question like, so if I, if I'm going to charge someone for late canceling, then what do I, what do I owe my clients if I late cancel or I'm sick on them? Now I have like a pretty, like I've been known for my consultations and my policies and I have a whole program around that. If you guys want to know more, DM me. I have really strong policies and there's exceptions. Absolutely. There's always exceptions to rules, but do not put your exceptions to the rules inside of your policies 
because then people know how to bend around them. You need to have people understand your policies and then you get to decide if you make an exception. And legit, I had a client once in a snowstorm reach out to me. She's like, I left my my house 90 minutes early. I'm still stuck on 14th street. I know you're really strict about your cancellation policy. So just charge me. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's a snowstorm. It's out of your control. You left your house 90 minutes early. Get here safely and we'll see what we can do when you get here. I'm not going to penalize some, some somebody for something that was out of their control. However, they offered to pay because they understood and respect me, respected me. And do you guys like correct me if I'm wrong, but like it's more about the respect than the actual getting the pay. Like you guys would be more lenient to waive a cancellation fee if someone showed respect and offered to give it to you. It's like the disrespect and disregard. Am I not right? Or or let me know if that rings true to you. It's like when a client's like, hey, I got to cancel. I'm so sorry. You're like, oh, excuse me. You didn't even offer to pay. You didn't even say you're like, you did, or if they don't even say they're sorry, it's like, how dare you? Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, you're like, well, I, I got to charge them. But if they're like, oh my goodness, I feel terrible. Something came up. I can't believe it. Like I feel sick. I've double booked myself. Please charge my card because I know and respect you. You'd be like, don't worry about it. Right. Because at the end of the day, we just want to be respected and, and what was the other word I used? Respect. And I just used a different word. <laughs> oh my gosh, my brain. And so you guys, I have a whole program. It, it's called Rocker Consultation. I need to rename it because it's really not, it's so much more but than consultations, but it's how we communicate and it's how it shows you, walks you through how to put your policies into place, how to use a consultation to get your clients on board with these things. And honestly, since I started doing custom consultations and I started learning how to communicate really clearly from the get-go with clients, it's like been a game changer. I have clients offering to pay for their late cancels. And like I said, there's always exceptions to rules and that's what I teach inside of my program rocker consultation is going like you can make an exception absolutely but when you're writing a policy you need to make it clear cut and so I have all these lessons in there and how to write your policies you can actually purchase my exact policy templates which makes things so easy for you to do so that you literally could like start doing custom con consultations and having those crucial conversations from the get-go how many of you guys hate the idea of having honest conversations you hate like being like that like having to bring up something that feels icky or might have an adverse effect just makes you feel like i don't want to have like an like we think of confrontation, but what if you changed it to just having an honest conversation? And if you can bake in compassion to your clients, does that feel better? Like the conversations that you avoid having, <laughs> the conversations that you avoid having because you're like, Ugh, I don't want to hurt them, their feelings. I also, what if they react badly? What if they get mad at me? What if they misunderstand? I'm curious, like, where are you guys at with that? Why do you avoid being honest with your clients about different things? Tell me why you avoid it. Because I want to know, like, I know I avoided it because I was like, I would rather lose a client from them just not coming back anymore than have to deal with like an uncomfortable conversation because I didn't feel confident enough. I didn't feel like I would be able to, I just felt like I was going to be frustrated with them. I didn't know how to communicate from a place of compassion. I only knew how to communicate from a place of frustration. Yeah. Honest conversations feel better. Yes, Ash. I love that. And I mean, Ash, you're, you've like taken Rock Your Consultation and like skyrocketed with it so much. I love it. Yes, yes, yes. Terrified if the worst actually happens, then I get a bad reputation or bad review. Okay, yeah, interesting. And so we're scared of, and, and I have a whole IG Live about why a bad review is good for your business. And you guys can dive into that if you want. And you can go find that like way back in the archives. 
But if you deal with things, at the end of the day, we can't control how people act, react, perceive, or receive what we have to say, no matter what. So even if you avoid it, people could be going, well, how come they're not bringing this up? Right? Like we think, look at that. Look at this sweet ponytail I got going on. Even by avoiding having conversations, you can actually get a bad review or a bad reputation because they're like, she never like brings this stuff up. And so know that even your inaction can have the same effect of the fear you have of taking the action. And wouldn't it be better to know how to communicate with people in a way that gets them on board and respecting you and having respect for you and your business and not disregarding you. I worry they will react and every situation is different. Absolutely. And like, this is the thing is, is I wish I could give you guys like a one size fits all response to how to handle every situation. And I really can't. And that's why I've developed my membership that I have now that has scripts and templates that has marketing prompts that we have weekly calls so that those situations that come up, I mean, here's the thing is you can never plan and be prepared for every possible situation. But if you continue to run away from all these situations, you will not grow as a business owner. Like that six figure mark that you want to hit or whatever that goal is you want to hit requires you being able to handle these situations. That next level you want to get to Likely you can't get to unless you start to develop that, that courage muscle. And that's what I talked about in my post this morning is like how to avoid conflict with clients. And I say like, don't bend over backwards for them, you know, never change your prices or learn how to communicate well, because those like financial goals you want to get to require a different version of yourself. And it requires you stepping up and being that boss. And maybe you're right. Like now you're like, well, then I don't want those goals. Cause I don't want to be that person. It's not as scary as you think. And honestly, I was so terrified of it. And I don't want you to back away because this can help you so much. And you, all of a sudden you'll start to go, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Why did I think, why did I catastrophize this in my head? Because for some reason you and I, we take blame for stuff all the time and we always think we're at fault. And I'm curious, why do you think that you take blame and you think you're at fault? And why do you always think you're the villain in the story? Why do you feel more comfortable being the villain than the victim? Why do you feel like if you speak up and address your concern that somehow it'll come out? Do you, so some, something I realized recently is for the longest time, I felt like I was never heard in my life. I felt like if I expressed my concern, people disregarded it, laughed it off. You know, that, that's like my, a childhood wound. And so I wasn't heard until I got loud. And so I held things back until it came to a boiling point. And then I burst up over. And then I was told I was overreacting. But I was like, but nobody heard me until I overreacted. And so then I realized that it became this thing and part of me and part of my identity of like, I, things would happen. And I'm like, well, that's, that's not that big of a deal. Like Dawn, you don't need to make a big deal about it. But then what I did is I rejected myself and my feelings of feeling frustrated, feeling disrespected, feeling disregarded and let it, and then it builds up, it builds up and that frustration and that that frustration and that resentment builds up and then it gets to a breaking point and then we snap and we say something we don't mean. We say it in a way that we didn't, wouldn't want to say it rather than learning how to say, hey, I know this is like a very small thing right now and it's not that big of a deal, but I want to let you know that, 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 that I need you to respect my policies or I need you to show up on time. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to come down hard on you and I'm not trying to discipline you, but I just want to let you know that showing up late I've noticed it's become a pattern and it's really, really 
at the end of the day affecting how I can give you good service. So if you make it about how you can serve them, like kindness, compassion, and empathy, showing them you're not doing something to them or at them, but you're doing it for you. Hey, I want to make sure that you walk away with the best service possible today. And I've noticed that you've shown up late the last two or three times. And that's actually affecting how I'm able to give you what you're paying for, because now I have less time to do it in. And I really need that time is baked in there for a reason. And then I run late for my next client. So I get that things happen. I get that we're human. I run late from time to time as well. I'm bringing this up now because it appears to become a pattern and I just want to make you aware of it. And honestly, when someone who, I mean, I know for me, there's been times where I'm like, I've run late consistently and you start, it's like you teach people how to treat you. If you don't get in trouble for it once you go, Oh, that's okay. Then maybe I can like, Oh, I have time to do this other thing because they didn't mind when I was five minutes late. And then you happen again. And then when someone brings it up, even kindly and compassionately, I go, Oh my gosh, I feel so terrible. And then I'm like back on my game. And so if you can just let them know, like, Hey, know that this isn't like a big, scary conversation. I just want to let you know that I noticed this and I'm just going to ask that if you can try to make it here on time or we could start, you know, altering your appointments. But at the end of the day, this is because I don't want you to get a bad service or not be able to get the full service with me because that really, really matters to me. Make it about how you're caring for them. Is that helpful? Hi, Sarai. And so I just want you guys to know that that kindness, compassion, and empathy, showing your clients you're not doing something to them or at them, but you're doing it for them makes all the difference. And that really changes it for you. So if you're scared that you're going to come across like a bitch, or you're scared that it's going to come into a conflict or a confrontation with them, showing them that you're addressing this concern from a place of wanting to be able to give them the best service possible really changes that. How does that feel for you guys? Hey, hey, it's so good to have you here. Ash says, oh my God, I have a bad review. Thanks to you. I, I appreciate that bad review and handled it well. Usually I would dwell on it forever. Ash, I love that. So good. And Victoria says the membership is amazing. So I just want to ask you guys, like, has that changed your perspective on how to handle those situations when we're so frustrated? I know I didn't see anyone else put any frustrations. What are your other frustrations with clients or with business that are going on right now? What are you feeling is like the pattern in your business with your clients or maybe it's the business side of thing that it's really frustrating you and you're not sure how to move forward and you know you want to get to a bigger place. Maybe it's, you know, you want to increase your revenue, but you don't want to work more hours. And I want you to know that that is entirely possible. I was able to do that. I did. I built my business three different times. No. Well, like I've built and rebuilt my clientele six times on three different continents. So if you need help with building a clientele, I'm your gal. Shoot me a DM. But I built a six figure. I built a six figure business over three times. The first two times I did it all the wrong way. I didn't know how to let go of things. I was such a control freak. I pushed myself to the limit. I thought the only way I was worthy of making that much money was if I was tired, exhausted, burnt out and pushing myself to the limit all the time. Because me as I, me as Dawn, shy, insecure, insecure, awkward, introverted girl was not worthy of that six figure income by just being, by just doing good good service. I needed to be pushed to the limit. I need to be at my breaking point because then I was worthy of it. It was such a messed up mentality. And I know that you feel the same way. I know that you're exhausted right now. And you're like, why am I more burnt out now than I was during the pandemic? Why do I feel so exhausted? Because we just went through two crazy massive years of of doing our best and being hyper vigilant. And now it's in like the come down. And now we need to realize together that the way we were doing business is not sustainable for the long term. Yes, short term profits is great, but we need long term sustainability. And so I want you guys to know that my whole goal in my business and my life is to help you 
gain that more confidence, become more courageous, and earn six figures stress-free. Meaning you're gonna learn, my clients have learned ways to make $16,000 more in a year with one simple question they ask every client. They don't work more hours, they don't do anything else, and they're, they, they're you know, can you imagine like, and then like making, being able to make $16,000 more a year without working an extra hour, just by being able to show up at work like it's work. So many of us show up at work and we're like, oh, I love my job because I just get to hang out with people every day and it's like my friends and da, 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 da. And then we don't show up at work like it's work. Now, I'm not saying become super hard and professional because I worked in in a brand and, and salons for a long time where it was like, you had to wear all black and you could only talk about your client. And like, that's just not who I am. And I want you to embrace fully who you are. What makes you unique? What makes you weird? What makes you weirder? What makes you goofy? What makes you fun? And bring that into your business, but show up at work like it's work. Meaning take care of your clients. Your clients will thank you when you educate them on things. When you give them the opportunity to purchase more money, purchase, purchase more things with you, spend more money with you on services that are going to benefit them. Stop thinking as your job as making money in, in a sleazy way and start thinking of helping people. And at the end of the day, like that's, that's the business you're in. Yes. There's slimy big corporations that make money off of, you know, gross things, but also think of all the places you spend money for different reasons. And do you feel like every time you spend money somewhere, do you feel like they did some sort of shady, slimy sales tactic on you? No, the fact that money is involved for some reason we get weird about, we have a weird money relationship, but stop thinking that giving your clients an opportunity to spend money with you is slimy. Start thinking of it as like, I'm going to give my clients the opportunity to invest in my services, to invest in their purchases with me and the ability to make it even better. Stop shying away from letting them know about things that can help them that will cost them money. Let them make up their mind of how they spend their money, but start showing up at work like it's work. And that doesn't, like I said, doesn't mean getting all staunch and super professional. It just means educating your clients and giving them the opportunity to purchase things with you. And you can increase your income by surmountable amounts, surmountable by huge amounts, just by remembering to show up at work like it's work. These are the things that I teach inside of Rocket Business. These are the things that I teach also inside of my membership with my students, like legit just show up at work like it's work. And I wanna ask you guys right now, because we've got a good group of people in here, what is one way that you can show up at work today or tomorrow, whatever you work next, this week, I know it's Thanksgiving for those of you guys in the States, but what is one way you can show up at work like it's work and do something different this week? I want you to put in the comments and let's brainstorm together because we got to get out of this like, well, but like that client won't, I, I won't offer that client that because they always say no. Or like this client just like lost their job. Okay, stop, stop thinking with their wallet because like know that like, there's been times where in my life where I've had the most money and I am the cheapest and I won't spend it. And then there's times in my life where I don't have the most money and I spend more of it. It doesn't matter how much money you have or how your clients have as to how they spend their money. You have no business deciding how they choose to spend their money. No business whatsoever. Because lots of times I see people in our industry complaining about like, oh, my client said they couldn't afford it, but like they're going on this vacation or they've got these this purse or they've got this shoes, right? Like, are they saying they can't afford it or are they saying they don't choose to budget their money that way and that's okay, right? And like, we need to like read between the lines. It's not like they can't afford things. Most people, like when people tell me they can't afford my programs, I I understand that. Like I, here's the thing, it's like we choose what we afford. I remember, okay, I'm gonna tell a story of someone that, and I don't wanna, well, I mean, it's my ex-husband. 
<laughs> and he legit claimed bankruptcy over $20,000 of credit card debt he didn't want to pay back because he'd acquired $20,000 of credit card debt, just like living life in his 20s, didn't want to pay it back, hid this from me. That's a whole nother story for another time. So decided to claim bankruptcy over $20,000 of credit card debt. And then like immediately after his bankruptcy, went and bought a $20,000 truck with no credit, bad credit. So it was like 13% interest. It was insane. I highly suggest if you don't understand like interest rates and stuff like that, learn. But honestly, like he, he couldn't afford to buy that truck. And yet he found a way to afford it because people will afford what they see value in. And people, and it, like our money mindset, like if you think there can be a return on investment in something, if you believe that like something will get you your money back or time back or less stress, then we find ways to afford things. But if we, if you go around thinking your client can't afford it or I can't afford it, then you're limiting yourself from the growth that you can have. Now, are there real reasons why people can't afford things? Yes, but you don't get to decide for other people. Okay, I'm creating a pitch deck to grow my business more. Cool. What kind of business do you have, Nicole? My goal is to not emotionally discount. Oh my gosh. Okay. So emotional discounts. I took a poll and emotional get discounts on average, people are losing $13,000 a year. So if you want to make $13,000 more this year, stop emotionally discounting. What is the other one? Late cancellations. People are losing up to like $20,000 a year. Like the ways that you can infuse more money without having to work more just by showing up work at work like it's like it's work big, big difference. And I can help you guys with that. Like emotional discounting when you have, here's the thing. We're not meant to do life and business alone. We're meant to have support and community and people that can keep us accountable without accountability. We know what, here's the thing. You know what to do a lot of the times. Why aren't you doing it? I'm saying that to myself too. Why am I not doing it? Because we don't have someone keeping us accountable. Perceived value. I want to make sure I'm showing off my business in the best way possible that when people get through my funnel, they book value, they book and value what I offer. I want to give them the best. Victoria, do you think you're being paralyzed by perfectionism though? Because, but I'm only, I'm only saying this because I love you and I know you and I don't know. Hi, Rachel. Is perceived value and making sure, yeah, showing my business off in the best possible way. What does that mean? Does that mean, are you not being vulnerable? Are you not showing, like I see, and I'm not saying this is you, but I, this parks this in my head is like, I see people not wanting to post that they have availability because they don't want people to think they're not good. And it's like having availability and being skilled and talented are not equal to each other. And I know that's not necessarily the case, but that's just kind of what popped up for me is like, we need to remember that like, we, yes, we want our business to be seen in, in the best possible light, but like what connects people these days is vulnerability and relational things. And so if we're too professional and if we're too cut off and distant from our customers, then people don't connect with it. And so perceived value, yes, but remember relationships and connections when every social media managing and content creating for the beauty industry. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. And so I just want you guys to really think about that in, with yourself. When If you're investing in yourself or if you're thinking about like my clients, oh, my clients won't spend that much money or, oh, that person can't afford it. Or I asked them once if they wanted this treatment, but they said no. They said no then. Stop getting in your own way and stop being scared to put yourselves out there. Stop being scared to be vulnerable. Vulnerability in like definition is feeling exposed. So if you want to actually be able to grow your business, the biggest thing, if you want to be able to grow your business is one, trust that yourself, that you'll follow through, invest wisely in things that you believe will get you a return on investment, follow, fo follow through, invest wisely and get vulnerable 
being vulnerable, honestly, will be the biggest thing that helps you in your life and your business. Being able to let people know, hey, I'm wanting to grow this. Hey, I'm wanting to do this. Hey, I'm running this special. Like, just be willing to stop trying to be something you're not and just start being yourself. And oh my gosh, the weight that will come off your shoulders. Being able to go like, hey, I'm starting to do monthly promos and this makes me really nervous and I feel weird and I feel like I'm going to come across as salesy, but I just want to like bring some more fun into my business and I want to be able to help give you, my clients, like a way to have some fun with me and get some good deals. Like just call, like if you're feeling like, oh, I'm like scared to tell you about these products because I don't want to come across as a pushy salesperson, then just say that to them and all of a sudden you'll create space. And this weight and this weird elephant in the room will be gone. One of the very first speaking things that I did in front of like hundreds of people, I went out and I was like, my armpits are so sweaty right now. And everyone laughed and it put me at ease because they knew I was nervous. I knew I was nervous and then I could get on with it. But if you're not willing to let your clients in on that vulnerability of how you're feeling about doing something new, then you're going to keep yourself trapped and you're not going to grow right. Being vulnerable has been the best thing for my biz since the very beginning. People love being part of a journey. Absolutely. Like I've had people say like, I don't want to post my salon or I'm not going to take clients till my salon is beautiful. Can I tell you that when I started my own salon, I had 490 square feet. It was like the upstairs of a strip mall. And I, when I gave my notice to my salon, they, I gave my two weeks, I'd worked there 10 years, multiple people had like come and go and everyone got to work out there two weeks. But for some reason I got walked out that night, totally legal, whatever. It was a shock to my system, but like they didn't, they paid me out for the two weeks, whatever. But all of a sudden I was like, Oh my gosh, I got to get going. The salon space that I was working in was not ready. I needed to paint. I needed furniture. It had nothing. But I started taking clients in there anyway. And I started posting pictures of it. I mean, on Facebook because Instagram didn't exist yet. But I didn't wait till things were perfect to show people. I let people be part of the journey. Clients came and got their hair done while someone was painting on a, a ladder behind me right? Like don't wait, like nothing, there's nothing relatable or connecting about perfect. There really isn't. And then when it comes to investing in yourself and your business, honestly, like if you, if you want to grow your income now, it, it takes, and, and there's like nuances to what I'm about to say, but it takes my, it takes spending money to make money sometimes. And you really need to ask yourself, am I willing to invest in my business to see a result come in? And then I've made bad investments before. So you need to ask yourself, what am I investing in? in? Am I trying to cut corners? Am I trying to get rich quick? Or am I learning from somebody or something that has done something similar to what I want to do that can really pass down wisdom and ways that can be more efficient to help me get there? can I get my return on investment from this? Because I like sharing my student Holly's story that when she joined Rock Your Business, she did not have the thousand dollars to join Rock Your Business. And she put it on her credit card that did not like that didn't tell her husband. She was on maternity leave with her second baby. She's like, I did not have the money. And, but I knew that this is the program that was going to help me make that money back. And I never want to tell you guys how to spend your money. I won't but I won't spend your money for you. Just like I'm telling you not to think of spend your client's money for you. But I know that my students get results when they put in the work. Taking my education, taking my classes, watching things, doing the worksheets won't get the results for you. You still have to put it into action. You still have to trust yourself. But when you take that step towards me, I take that step back. When you invest in my education or working with me, I come in full force to help you. My biggest goal is to make your return on investment. 
I can't do it for you though. I can help you. I can guide you. I can show you. You have to show up brave and courageous. And so the biggest thing you have to ask yourself when investing, whether it be my programming or someone else's to grow your business and grow your income and reduce your stress is do I like what they've created for themselves and do I want something similar? Have they been in a similar place with me? Do they have similar struggles? And am I willing to show up and do the work to get the return? Because I mean, my programs have, I have like hundreds of testimonials from students that have gone through and got their return on investment. If you want to see that it's totally worth it, but it, it requires you putting in the work and putting a chance, taking a chance on yourself. And so when people say I can't afford something, I know that it's either I haven't been clear enough about the value or they don't relate to like what my the struggles I've overcome and the place I've gotten to, they don't relate to, which is totally okay. But I truly don't believe that like I can't afford something is is an answer. Now I said there's nuances. I know there are times and places where we truly can't afford things, right? And I would never tell you guys how to spend your money, but I will share a story. So in 2018, I went down to what's going on? I have trichotillomania, if you guys didn't know, and those are my poor little hairs that are growing back. In 2018, I went down to a business conference in San Diego and I knew they were going to try and sell something to me in the end. And I was like, I'm just going to watch how they do this because I'm not buying it. I don't need to buy it. And in the, the person on the stage was like, hey, like, I know you guys have something in your life that like people ask you a lot about. And at the time I was teaching a lot of hair technique. I was teaching my hair painting and I'm excited for you to work with me too, Rachel. And I remember they were like, she's like, if you want to be able to help more people, on a different level, like I'm doing this weekend thing and it's $6,000 US and it's a full weekend back here in San Diego and I think it was in October and I was like, oh no, $6,000 US, like that's a lot of money in Canadian because I'm Canadian and I was like, I don't think so. But then I was like, but you know what, maybe I should go ask them and I was like, is this just about getting organized because like I have like a virtual assistant that helps me keep organized. And they're like, well, no, go ask her like how, like more directly. So I went and talked to the person and I was like, Hey, like it's a lot of money. Cause I'm Canadian, but Oh, Holly, I was just telling your story about not being able to afford rock your business. And so I went and talked to her and I was like, I don't know, like, honestly, I want you to tell me like, is this, will this be beneficial for me and where I'm at? And I love that they, the actual person came and said like, yeah, I think it will be, but like, you have to still do the work. And I was like, okay, so I had to think like, okay, $6,000. I did not have $6,000. Let me tell you, I did not. And I remember phoning home and talking to Nick and being like, okay, so I think this is the opportunity that I've been looking for. I think this will get me, can I do this by myself? Sure. But I think this will fast track me the results that I want rather than doing it on my own. And he's like, well, do you have $6,000? I was like, no, we don't have $6,000, but I could put it on the credit card. And so his next question was, do you think you'll make your money back from this? And I went, yes, I do believe that I will. And I'm committed to making this money back. So I invested $6,000 US. So I think that's like maybe close to like $7,500 Canadian into going back down to San Diego and spent that weekend there, dove in and I committed that by December 31st of 2018, I would be finished. And this is when I was creating Rock Your Business, which is so cool. And you know, that $6,000 investment turned into $25,000 that January. And could have I have done it on my own? Totally could have. Absolutely. I could have pieced it, trial and errored it myself. Would I have gotten it done as quickly? No, I used a proven path that someone else had done before. And so that's what I share with and, and want to offer you guys is like, whether it's my education, I mean, I don't, I have a whole suite of education you can find on, on my website. Also rock your business is going to be opening up for enrollment in January. And I'm going 
to we're going to do an eight week incubated group together to really get you through all the modules and make sure that you're getting to a good place. And so if you're interested in rock your business, dombrelly.com slash RYB, and you can go apply for that eight week, eight week intensive that's going to happen and start in January. My students get their return on investment. But the thing is, is like, that's all about money. I know you, it's easy. It's easy, easy, easy for me to show you ways to make more money without working more. I want you to know that. So super easy. But the biggest thing is the transformation it has on their lives, their confidence, their courage, their ability to communicate better. And so not only are my students making more money and maintaining more money and working less, but they're also showing up real, raw, honest, and vulnerable, giving kindness, compassion, and empathy, showing their clients they're not doing something to them or at them, but they're doing it for them. And they're more confident in themselves than ever before. And it's really, really, really beautiful. Visa can always afford it. Yeah. And Holly, I'm curious, like you, so you were on mat leave, you took it. And then was it like within the first week of being back at work, you made your money back? Like you, like you paid off Rock Your Business so quickly. You did that for me too, before I joined on. You said to only do it when I knew I would be able to do the work. So I waited for a couple of weeks at least until I changed my mind. I loved it. Yeah, I'll always be honest with you guys. Like if you don't want to do the work, if you think it's going to be a magic answer, do not spend money. I have spent way too much money on things that I thought, oh, this will be the answer. This will be able to make me stop having to work. You help me feel comfortable before investing. Oh, that makes, oh, look at all these comments. You guys are amazing. RYB is the best. Anyway, this wasn't meant to be some big RYB promotion. I just want you guys to be confident to make more money so that stress is gone. And I get that investing in yourself and in education when there is like so much education out there right now. And so my education comes from the perspective of first removing the stress and anxiety from you building that confidence muscle when you think that you think you don't even have. You don't think you even could be confident. Let me tell you, you can be like Holly, Victoria, Heather, like so many of you guys that are in here right now that have been through record business, like the people, Jen, oh my gosh, Jen, the unicorn stylist, you guys go check her out. Like she's a different person. Ash, Shiloh, like these people, I have seen transformations in them in such big, massive ways. And it is so beautiful. And I'm not saying it's like the magic of rock your business. It's the freaking work that these people did in their lives. And they were part of rock your business. Rock your business helped aided them in that they did the work. They deserve the props. So I want you to not, there's nothing out there. So it's going to be a magic pill. That's going to fix everything for you in your business. Like if you hate budgeting and you hate the finances in your business and you don't want to do it, then don't take a course on learning how to do it. Hire a bookkeeper because a course is not going to magically teach you how to love it. And I say that because I freaking hate numbers and I don't want to take a course on how to do it because I don't want to do it. So I hire a bookkeeper. And honestly, the time and I teach this in my in my program is that all oh, forever grateful for you and the RYB community is that I used to spend like six hours frustrated on the weekend at my table trying to figure shit out. And then I realized, wait, a bookkeeper could do this in three hours. And then that six hours that I'm spending, how much money could I make in six hours being at the salon? A lot more than the bookkeeper charges. So instead of me being at home at my table, wasting my weekend away, what if I took those six hours, condensed them into like three hours that I worked at the salon and paid a bookkeeper to do it? Because those six hours sitting at your table at home, that's work. And we don't count the hours that we work on our business as our work hours. You think, oh, well, I book 40 hours a week with clients. And then you have all this other business hours that you want to do. And if you really want to spend all that time on your business, then great. But if you are like me and you're like, I became a business owner to take care of my clients and do what I love, not spend all this time on my business, then find people and things that will help reduce that time and that stress. Putting in the work isn't hard for me. I know this education is worth it. The week I'm starting 
this week I'm starting at my new salon. Jay, I can't wait for you to start. And I know Jay is going to be a future RY beer. She's already told me and you're going to kick ass. I'm curious how many of you guys are like current or like alumni RYB or future RYB. If you're a future RYB or put future RYB. If you've already taken Rock Your Business, take put just put RYB, I guess. I want to I'm curious how many guys are in here. But either way, like I'm not trying to like twist your arm. Like I said, how I want to teach you guys how to give your clients opportunities. Like you can't you can't um you can't spend with their wallet, but if you don't give them the opportunity, they'll never get a chance to try it. And so this is where, woo, alumni, this is where I'm educating you guys on the things that I have available. It's your decision. I'm going to give you the opportunity to join. You can apply now and we're going to open it up in January. But I just want you guys to know that if I didn't tell you about it, I didn't give the opportunity, you could miss out. Like think of the client who has dry, brittle hair. And if you don't tell them about a deep conditioner or a treatment that can help infuse more moisture, they're going to continue going around with dry, brittle hair that's breaking off. But if you say, hey, I just want you to know that your hair is pretty dry and it's brittle and like I'm not trying to push anything on you, totally your decision, but I do have this treatment that would really, really help this and really make it feel more luscious and reduce breakage, let me know. This is the price of it. Totally up to you. I'd be like, oh my gosh, thank you. I didn't even realize, oh my goodness, yes, let me invest in that. Or they'd be like, you know what? My hair's totally fine. It's not a rejection of you. And that's what I do with Rock Your Business. If you're anxious, overwhelmed, stressed out, feeling like you don't have the confidence, wanting to do big things, knowing internally you're capable of it, seeing other people doing it, being like, I could totally do that. Why do I keep struggling? Why do I keep staying at the bottom of the staircase? Then know that Rock Your Business is a wonderful tool for you that can help you and the community is amazing and it's there and available for you and I would love to be able to have you in it in January when we go deep dive for eight weeks. That's that's my offer for you. RYB alumni, alumni, I love that. So good. Future RYB era, I love that. Awesome. Well, you guys, I chatted your ear off this morning. Like I said, I'm phasing out of the salon. I'm here because I love what you're doing for the industry and like having business resources, aka rock your business to send to people as it's not. I love that, Stephanie. So good. If you don't ask someone to dance, you'll never know the answer. Absolutely invisible. I love that. So good. So I just want you guys to know that start exercising that courageous muscle of yours. Start getting vulnerable. If you live inside of your comfort zone, you will not grow. And I'm not asking you what happens is we often, so here's our comfort zone and we go, okay, I need to step out of it and go way over here. Just take a tiny step out. That's all it takes. Tiny steps. And then all of a sudden you will be over here in small incremental steps. Stop thinking you need to like jump there in one giant step. You can't get to the top of the staircase from the bottom in one step. I've tried. I tried to do it on live once. <laughs> it's not pretty. Wait, I got to do it again because it's like, because this is what we literally try to do in our businesses. We stand here at the bottom step and we go, okay, I want to be up here where this other person is. And we end up being like this and we're like, I can't. how do they do it? I can't do it. Meanwhile, that person is like, I did it one step at a time. You just didn't notice because they were such small, incremental, insignificant steps. And you keep thinking that you need to do something big and massive because you see where I was and you see where I am now. But what you didn't notice is the small, insignificant steps that I took in between. (sighs) This is a hard truth, but it's the brutal truth, right? So just have compassion for yourself ease into it. I know there's a lot of talk right now of like, there's like 40 some days left in the year, 40 opportunities. I know we're all so freaking burnt out. And I talked yesterday about understanding, learning to trust, like, do I need to push myself or do I need to rest? 
And for me, I've been realizing I've been resting my body, but I haven't been resting my brain. And I was always like, I'm exhausted. I got to lay down. And then I'd scroll or I'd watch Netflix. And like that wasn't helping rest my brain. And so Sunday I was cooking. I was baking. I put my technology away and that rested my brain and I feel rejuvenated. So getting away from like doing getting into something that gets my brain off the things, because if I just lay down, my brain keeps going. And I keep stressing out about things. So I need to do things that pull me away from and get my brain concentrating on something else. So ask yourself, do I need rest or do I need to push myself right now? If you're wanting to push yourself right now, if you're wanting to bring in more income before the end of the year, shoot me a DM. I've got some resources that are going to be really, really helpful for you that'll help you. I've got, you know, I was going to do a Black Friday sale, but there's just so many of them. But I have my Make 1K Today workshop that like... I mean, it's, it sounds like too good to be true, but my students, I don't know if Ash are still in here. They've taken the 1K Today workshop and they've spent like 90 minutes watching the workshop, implementing it. And within a weekend to a week, people have made anywhere from 700 to $5,000. Most people are making 1000 to 2000 There's a lot of, there's like five $5,000 weeks that people have had. And so the Make 1K Today workshop is huge. And I was going to do like a big blast about it. But if, if you want it, just DM me. I've also got some other things that can really help you get your business into a good place at a low cost with me. I don't want you to have to invest a bunch. I know Rock Your Business is a big investment. If you want to dip your toe into my education, shoot me a DM. Let's chat. Let me hear what you're struggling with and see if I even can help you. Okay. How overwhelming. Also, how overwhelming would it be to go from juggling one thing to 20 instead of adding one thing at a time? Yes. I love that. I love that analogy. Oh, also you guys. Okay. So I've been talking about, I need to put this out there. I've been talking about, I'm going to have a small, intimate, like PJ party retreat at my house, February 5th and 6th, Sunday, Monday. I think those are the dates. Five to 10 people max. It's application only because it's a small, if you want in on it, DM me. I've got it ready. You can put your deposit down now, February 5th and 6th, PJ party at my house. All you have to do is flight and accommodations and probably your dinners, but I've got breakfast and lunch covered. It's going to be, oh, my passport just got here, Shiloh. You've got to come. Oh my gosh. It's going to be so fun. We're going to be diving in. We're basically going to go deep into rock your business. Um, with more things, my therapist might even come and hang out with us. I asked her and we're going to see if that works because like she's just so amazing. And we're just going to do, we're going to have a lot of fun and connecting and sharing, but I'm also going to like, we're going to dive deep into business stuff, like getting your prices in a really good place, building that confidence so that you can have those crucial conversations, being able to set good boundaries and policies in a way that shows that kindness, compassion, and empathy, and going through real time how to do things. So if you want to come spend a weekend with me and hang out in my living room, in your PJs, hopefully my windows are done by then in my house, cuddle Walter and Lewis. They might not be here the whole time because that would be a lot. Please DM me because these spots are limited and I'm not going to like shout this too, too loud, but I know there's like probably four people that have already verbally committed. So if you're into it, shoot me a DM. Yeah. In-person business breakfast embedded. Oh my gosh. We could, well, I don't do them on the weekends, but oh yeah, the Monday we could do it. Yeah. 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 going to be so good. So shoot me a DM if you want more info on that. Yeah. Have a good day, you guys. Take care and stay weird. Bye. 
Thanks so much for listening to the podcast and Business Breakfast Embedded. Like I said, I would love for you to join me live on Instagram every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. That's 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern, and get your questions answered directly from me. It's so fun and it's super cash and I'm always in my bedhead, usually in my PJs, and we have the best time. And if you enjoyed this episode, Let's spread the love and share it with a friend, a coworker, or a family member. Make sure to like and subscribe to get this out to more people. And if you didn't know, I have monthly contests and all you got to do to win some awesome prizes and merch. And who knows, I think the, the prizes are going to get better as we go. Just leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast. That's a huge help for me. And I want to be able to honor you and reward you by putting your name into the contest. The winner is announced the first Monday of every month. And I'm so excited because I hope you win next. So go leave a review wherever you're listening to this. And until the next episode, stay weird, friend.